0: Hello and welcome to episode 5 of The Life of Hollywood, the show about how working professionals in Hollywood got started. I'm your host, Marcus Nocerino. Getting a job in Hollywood is very hard and competitive. It's all about who you know in the industry and not what you know. My guest today is Matthew Avery Berg, who is the director and filmmaker residing in Los Angeles that began directing student films on the Universal backlot, when he was in the fifth grade, Matthew directed Accomplice, a sci fi short that included 30 plus cast and crew members. Marked is Matthew's most recently completed short about the impossible feat of moving on from the past, starring veteran actor Eric Roberts. Matthew, thank you so much for being here today to talk about how you got started in Hollywood. Thank you for having me, Marcus. Of course. So, is it tough breaking into Hollywood?
1: Uh, it's actually tough for me to say yet because I feel like I'm still breaking in. But I've been very lucky that the right people have wa- been able to watch my last film, Marked, which has been getting me a lot of really cool opportunities. Uh, I mean, I really think it's just about submitting to the right festivals in order to find the right people. Because even, so, for, so I actually, when I met your friend, Kate, I met her at Holly Shorts and I, I submitted that blindly, I didn't know anyone there. And I got really lucky and, you know, someone from Temple Hill saw my film, asked me to meet, so now we're close friends and he's tracking my work. Someone who runs a film fund uh, saw my film, one talking about potentially funding my first feature project. So I I really think it's just about taking those chances. And I was at, I played a dance with films too, where someone talked about, he's like swinging the bat. He's like, you're going to get a few opportunities. You're going to get, you know, you're going to get three strikes. You're going to get three strikes or four balls thrown at you. But when that, opportunity comes along you just got to be able to swing that bat interesting and what inspired you to write marked so marked got inspired while i was getting my tattoo sleeve done and my it's not based on a story at all but my tattoo artist was telling me about how he you know he had left uh the gang life behind when his daughter was born however he met the most dangerous man he ever had as a tattoo artist not as a, not as a gang member uh, when he got flown out to Columbia to tattoo Pablo Escobar's former number one hit forward number one hitman, Popeye. And so I thought it was really interesting. And he, where it's like, okay, what if a tattoo artist was tattooing a symbol of death, like, you know, a teardrop in West Coast gang culture or an executioner in Russian criminal tattoo culture, and then it turned out that the artist was the person that this gang member was supposed to kill.
0: Interesting. And what was the process of making Marked? So Marked was actually, it was an idea I had for about a year.
1: And then this great up and coming actor named Danny Giacomini said, Hey, I have some access to some financing. He's like, what do you think about us doing a short film together? You know, you've directed me in acting classes and I really like working with you. And I'd seen your last, you know, short film, Accomplice, which, you know, is he, he thought was gorgeous to look at which you know I can't take all the credit for that's my amazing dp powell robinson's work mostly mm. um and he's like he's like do you have any ideas I'm like yeah and I told him about the idea for the tattoo film and he's like I love it he's like just write it up and we'll shoot it so i wrote that i wrote probably like 20 drafts of that then went back to shooting draft number 8 <laughs> uh and then covid started uh. so covid started um like a month after i started the script so I kinda of just sat on it uh, until the next till fall twenty twenty one and we found a production team that was good enough. Frankly, a production team that was better than I deserved, but because of COVID, they all weren't working. And, you know, doing a two day shoot was much easier. It was much easier to follow uh, health protocols. It, it was much easier to keep, you know, the crew contained for only two days. And so I, we just had a lot of great production crew come on and they made uh
0: they made the you know, they made the project happen interesting and do you have any actors and actresses that inspired you actors and actresses um, I mean
1: I'm gonna give very generic answers but I I I, I love Christian Bale you know I, I love I love Matt Damon um, Judy Dench uh, interesting and a lot of those uh, British actors that come from a repertoire theater background I, I I'm always super impre- impressed by but obviously here too it's you know it was amazing working with Eric Roberts on this who I had been a big fan of for a long time since seeing him when I was a kid watching The Dark Knight and you know and we're getting work with him and also being able to watch you know his films like Star 80 while I was preparing to go on set with him I mean he's a he's a brilliant phenomenal actor I mean he's the most I think prolific prolific actor you know in in a in American cinema I mean he, he has like 700 credits to his name he's wow he's he's worked in I think he's worked in more films than any other American actor I don't quote me on that but I'm pretty sure that's an accurate statistic
0: that's pretty interesting and any screenwriters or filmmakers that inspired you I mean
1: again I'm gonna give the generic answers you know Robert town I'm a he I mean I I have Ch- Chinatown has sat on my dresser next to my bed for probably like five years um i i I read that script every so often Uh, i'm paul schrader um i'm a big fan of uh most of the way because he's able to he writes he's someone who focuses less on plot more on mood if you if you ever read the script for taxi driver it's like you know, be able to read that script and see how exactly score says he captured just the tone Mm -hmm. that paul schrader was going for um i'm a big you know again generic answer but i'm a big tarantino fan uh I, you know, some people have compared, you know, the style of Mark, not the quality, not just the quality, but the style of Mark to a Tarantino film, which, you know, I'm obviously, I don't think I deserve that, but I'm honestly honored by, but he is definitely an influence on me. And then, you know, I can't really say this person's inspiration because I will never be able to write like him. It's just the erudition in his writing is, is, is just beyond belief. But Aaron's, I'm a big, big Aaron Sorkin fan, big West Wing fan, big newsroom fan. Uh, and just the way he's able to understand his subjects so deeply and write dialogue that's both entertaining but also informs you as a viewer and I I always feel smarter when I read one of his scripts or I or I watch one of his TV shows or movies and I I I'm, I'm not sure you're going to be as good of a writer as him but you know I aspire to be that person where I actually feel like I want to hopefully people like learn something I mean I make a, you know more like entertaining genre pieces but even still like if you can dig 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 dig, dig deeper into what the characters are saying if you can you know take away something that's not just being entertained
0: by a piece and do you have any favorite films from your favorite screenwriters a few good men
1: is up there for me uh for aaron sorkin uh for tarantino i love reservoir dogs a lot of it too is that i I'm inspired every time I watch it or read the script by how he was, you know how he's able to do that for his first film for you know, an under two million dollar budget with that, and be, the film became that big. Afterward, I is you know super inspiring to me. And then when it comes to also someone I'd even mention too, like Jonathan Christopher Nolan, I'm also a I'm big fans of their writing as well. And M- Memento is definitely up there for me with for them. Um, Robert Town, it's Chinatown. It's Chinatown. No, uh, no, no question.
0: Interesting. And do you have any actors that you want to work with?
1: Like I was saying before, again, it's a very generic, very, very hopeful answer. But, you know, Christian Bale, Judy Dench, um, Viola Davis is very high up there for me. Uh, Lakeith Stanfield, I think, is a fantastic, fantastic actor who I think is still, you know, is is still having, hasn't even reached his prime yet. Um, I mean, this is, you know, it's kind of a. This d- actor's a little different from the rest, but I think Adam Sandler. I mean, I, I loved him. In, uh, sorry, I loved him in Uncut Gems.
0: Uh, Adam Sandler. Uh, he's a really good actor. Do you have a favorite film by him? I, I love Uncut Gems. What? Uh, that was like th- I
1: that film. I just riveted on the edge of my seat from start to finish.
0: It was such a I felt accurate depiction of non chemical addiction. Okay, and. Do you have any productions that you're currently working on right now? So right now
1: I'm mostly focused on my writing. I'm writing the script for hopefully my next my my first feature. Uh, it's a psychological thriller, domestic psychological thriller. And so I I've, I've been working on that for a while now and the script's way too long at the moment. It's 270 pages. <laughs> so I've been slowly wow. slowly cutting that slowly cutting that down and been having to restructure a lot in order to get that down to below 120.
0: All right. And what's your uh, psychological thriller about? It's
1: about a high school psychologist who's forced to question everything about her son when she suspects he's the one who drugged and assaulted one of her students. And what's the inspiration for writing that? Uh, originally, I wanted to do a film about a you know what would happen if a mother had to question if their son was a serial killer. And then... Something happened with a uh, former former friend, who where he got accused of of uh, attacking a girl, and it was and it was it was I was put in a really weird place where it's like, you know, he's claiming it didn't happen, but I you know I always I always believe the woman first, and I was and I really wondered like what's his mother going through, and you know especially I was like oh you know and especially like a film like my like my film where it's like the mother who's a victim of assault herself it's a survivor of assault herself I should say rather it's like what it what would they, what would they be thinking and if they had information that their son did this would they turn him in or not and I just thought that I just thought that would be a fascinating even more relatable idea than just a mother who thought their son was a serial killer
0: wow that's like pretty scary uh when do we expect this film to be released
1: um, I mean I'm I'm still rewriting the script, so that's hard for me to say, but you know hopefully I'll have the script done like script done To you know a, in a good place at a good length in the next in the next you know month or so, next couple
0: months. and then it's all about if I can get it financed or not, hopefully. yeah, we'll we'll see if that happens. And anyone in the industry, I know we talked about which like kind of actors do you want to work with in the industry, but anyone else that you want to work with like behind the scenes? I mean, again,
1: not not for this film not for this film at all, obviously, but in the future, I mean I'm a huge, huge Hans Zimmer fan. Uh and then, you know, John Williams. I am a I, I'm just a big I'm a big, you know, Max Richter. I, I, I have a I have a great love for the great composers. Uh and I don't know, I mean, I love I love my team. I love my team. Um people are like, you know, what D P do you want to work with? I'm like Powell Robinson, who I've worked with since I was 18 directing accomplice. Uh, I'm you know I'm trying to th- I'm trying to think. Um, you know obviously if I can have any you know great you know writers read my
0: scripts and give me feedback, that'd be amazing. but I
1: I love the team I work with now.
0: And how's the process like submitting your script uh, one of your scripts to a production company?
1: So I've been very lucky where I've been introduced to a lot of great people and I' have, I have some great people. Um, you know not waiting hand and foot but people who have offered to read the script when it's done because they enjoyed marked so for me you know once the writer strike is over uh, I'll I'll be sending the script to to friends and you know mentors I've made now at the agencies and at some of the production companies um, and you know even you know right before the writer strike I had a call with you know a creative executive at a at a, at a you know, at a a big streamer, and so he'll be someone I send the script to as well, some other financiers. Uh, I've just been, I've been very lucky, and it's like, you know, it's like, you know, someone recently told me that he said networking is more important than writing. You know, it's more important to know the people that even have the material. You know, I, he's a lot older than me, so I'll I'll take, I'll take his word for it. I'm not sure I agree with that, because, you know, there's plenty of times people have like, you know, I've met people like, can I see your script? And really, and real people, and real people who have, you are either real gatekeepers or have... You know, the ability to get, you know, to help me get my projects made and I haven't had the script ready yet. So I'm not sure I agree with that advice wholeheartedly, uh, but it is true. It's like, you know, take any networking opportunity you can because
0: you never know who you're going to meet. Yeah, you never know who you're going to meet, like my intro. <laughs> and um, since the writer strike is happening, how do you feel about that? I know you're still working on your script, but do you feel like you're still working like in general
1: because of this writer strike? Well, I'm writing my script on spec, um, okay. so I'm I'm not writing it for a streamer. I'm not writing it for a studio. Uh, so, I uh, again, there are people much more knowledgeable and have studied this a lot more than I have. I've been trying to just keep my head down and focus on my work. Uh, but I be- I believe I'm allowed to work on this. Sc- I believe I'm allowed to work on the script right now as long as I'm not working for a streamer or for a studio. I just can't submit it to any of them. Yeah, because like because right now, too, you know, I'm obviously looking for represent representation as well as, you know, a lot of us are uh, young people and trying to make it in Hollywood. And I know uh, at least my my friend was telling me that you're allowed to talk to representation about representing you so that you need to have your work ready for them to see. They just can't submit you for any to work on any projects yet. As far as I understand.
0: Oh, I see. Yeah, I can tell that's like very hard to like submit because this writer strike stack going on but do you have a specific like network or studio you want to work with in the future (sighs) i mean it's whoever
1: can get my my projects made in the way they are meant to be made and when i say that i don't just mean in the way I want to make them, but in the way someone, it's not just about like, okay, can can this streamer or this studio or this production company, can they get my project made in my vision? But what are the notes or what are the resources that they can add that will also improve improve upon that? Um, and it's not just, you know, lip service for, to get more, as a marketing tool, get more more viewership. Uh, because I feel like there's there's notes that actually improve the story so that the audience that is watching has the best experience possible. And then sometimes, because, you know, this is still a business and I, re- I respect that. Sometimes there are notes people give just to make it make something more e- more
0: easily marketable. And what is your targeted age range for the audience that watched Mark?
1: I didn't have a target age range. Obviously, some of the content is a bit too explicit for viewers that are too young. Uh, but, you know, I've had. I've had everything from 12-year-old boys saying this is awesome to 75-year-old women that have seen it at film festivals being like, this was super cool. So, I I mean, I, I hope it's ageless as long as, you know, parents feel that it's appropriate for their children to watch.
0: All right. That's pretty interesting. And which film festivals have marked been shown at? Uh, played at Beyond Fest, which is
1: an amazing genre film festival here in Los Angeles. It played at Chicago International Film Festival. It played at Mill Valley, where Dune was also playing at the time, so I got to meet uh, Denis Villeneuve, which was obviously that was that was that's someone I, I forgot to mention as a director. I'm a huge, huge, huge fan of uh, Sicario and Prisoners. Very big influences on me. Uh, it played at L.A. Shorts. It played at Holly Shorts, which is a festival I can't recommend more than enough. Uh, that's where I met where I met Kate. Uh, it played at <clears throat> it played at Catalina Film Festival, you know, which is which is a smaller, up and coming regional film festival. But they're they're getting a lot of traction now. And they're and I think they're going to be huge in the next five years. Uh, my friend, my good friend Ron Trupa is the president of that one. Um, and I, I know I'm forgetting some festivals and I feel terrible, <laughs> terrible, uh, played at Salem horror fest. Uh, it played at film quest, huge, huge, huge fan of film quest. Can't recommend it more than enough. You'll meet some of the best people you'll, you'll, some of your greatest friends you'll, you'll make there. Um, like I was telling you before I recently, and you know, cause I, I try to find any experience I can to learn. And I recently, you know, PA'd on a, uh, you know, a Google commercial and that was, and that was being produced by someone i had met through a contact i made at FilmQuest. Uh, that's a, i mean that's a great festival. I played at nightmares uh, where i met my now good friend and really talented director David Mamoudier, uh, who i can't say more than enough great things about. I mean it's just it, it's not you know people think you know if you're playing at festivals just to you know meet people with financing, but that's not true. You're a lot of times you're just meeting amazing other filmmakers and cuz it's, it's it's you know it's a really tough business as you know, try to break into, and it's nice for people to do it with pe- with people. And it's nice to have people who support you and you support them. And film festivals give you access to that community without having necessarily to pay all this money to go to film school.
0: Yeah, that's pretty interesting. And what's the process like having your film being submitted at a film festival? Like, the film festivals you mentioned, like FilmQuest. I don't know if you have submitted a film festival to the TCI Chinese theaters yet. Um. So... Holly Schwartz was at uh was at the T C L
1: Chinese Theater. Okay. So we got to play on that huge screen. That was amazing. Um when it was in Chicago it played the AMC, so that was amazing to see on the IMAX screen. Like I saw I I saw the last duel, which was also playing at the same festival, which is the the Ridley Scott, Matt Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, Adam Driver film. Uh, and it played in the exact same size theater and screen as my film did the next night, which I thought was Absurd! Like it was. It was so cool to see that. Also, a fe- a amazing festival. Forgot to mention that it played at was Brussels International Fantastic Film Festival. Um, that that's another very prestigious genre
0: festival that we were lucky enough to get into as well. All right. And you mentioned that you were a PA for the a Google commercial. How was it like working on that?
1: Oh, it was good. Three day shoot, and I so I wanted to get more experience uh, being on a commercial or music video set uh, my main focus right now is obviously narrative and you know that's why I I've put all my time into working on the script the script but at some point when that's done and if I'm waiting you know I, I'm waiting on finance for that at some point I need to make you know more of a living in this in, in this industry and comer- commercials has I've been the advice I've gotten is that commercials is the most realistic way to do that and you know be, while still being able to direct on a consistent basis because you know as a narrative director you're making a film every 2 to 3 years if you're if you're trying to, you know raise proper financing for them. And so it would be nice to be able to keep working in a short form in a short form medium. That being said, my main focus is still on narrative right now because that's that's the dream.
0: And have you ever um been on a set where you worked as an assistant director cuz I know a lot of like um PAs start out as that position, and then they move on to an assistant director. Have you moved on to that position yet? No, because I haven't. You know, done consistent work as a as a PA. Um,
1: I've I, I when I've been on other you know other people's sets, I've either been helping out friends or it's been you know PAing for something like this, or I've worked as a producer assistant. Uh, I was working for Sony for a little bit in New Orleans as a producer assistant on, uh, the big. On the big George Foreman biopic that just came out, you guys should go check it out. I got to work for an amazing producer there named David Zilan. Uh Unfortunately, there was a um, a natural disaster that happened in New Orleans that pushed the shoot, so I ended up actually leaving the leaving the project before we started shooting. But that was a gr- that was a great experience. The time I was down there in New Orleans, just getting to work for him and just being you know being able to listen and just just view how a studio a proper studio film runs because that was not an experience i had before
0: all right and do you have any future goals in your career i mean i i i the
1: what i'd tell people is i want to be doing what i'm doing now just that longer lens and bigger budgets um, I want to, and when I say bigger budgets, I don't mean like, oh, like you know, I want you know excess amount of money. Or I want to get paid more. That's not what I'm saying. I mean, I just want to be able to have resource as resources so you know, Mark all takes place in one location, but I want to have resources to tell a story like that over multiple locations, and you know, with with a lot of you know really great actors like Eric Roberts, and so I just want to be doing what I you know was doing with Mark, you know, telling commercial, I guess, commercial dramas, and you know, and I guess character driven character-driven thrillers and character-driven genre films at feature feature length um, with, you know, enough resources where we we can tell the story as it's meant to be told.
0: All right. Thank you, Matthew, for joining me today. Good luck on all your success. Again, it's called Marked which is Matthew's most recently completed short about the impossible feat of moving on from the past, starring veteran actor Eric Roberts. You can check it out on YouTube on Umletto. For more info, go on kpcradio.com. Coming up next on my show is actress, musician, and comedian Tehila Turnbull. Thank you all for listening. I'm Marcus Noserino. I hope you join me soon.